Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the From the Finney podcast with me, Jake. Me, Ollie. Me, Jimmy. And me, Bob. Yeah, hello boys. How are we? Yeah, Football's back. Whoopie do. Shame we're not talking about a win, <laughs> but you know it's just typical Preston, isn't it? Like that, that sound too excited there, Jimmy. Mate, we've just had three months off and it's like we might not we might as well not have bothered having three months off. It's like a continuation of what we've been expecting what we've seen in the past four or five games. So Yesterday like, couldn't have got off to a worse start either with I follow. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, no, no. I don't, yeah, it's, it's same old with iFollow. I've used it before in the past and it's always been uh, dodgy. I don't know if it's the servers that couldn't handle that amount of traffic or it, something. That, that, that's so, the only thing I can think of. But you'd have thought that have tested and tested and tested, considering clubs up and down the country would have probably had double the amount of fans, if not triple the amount of fans watching games compared to usual. But anyway. Most, predict- most predictable thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I follow. Good. Yeah, good to have it the back, I, though. Yeah, I follow what was pretty last 15 minutes of a game again. <laughs> Both as predictable as each other, <laughs> aren't they, really? Uh, yeah. It's good to be back, isn't it? At least we've yeah, got football to talk about this week instead of just, you know, doing a quiz or just chatting nonsense for an hour. Yeah. We've, we've managed to fill three months with a podcast by chatting shit or doing a quiz, so we've not done too bad. Look, hope not, luckily for me and you, Jake, uh, no more quizzes for a while. <laughs> yeah, until Jimmy springs on me in a few weeks when, well, when the playoffs are out of the picture. Roll on the 4th of August. Is that playoff final Tuesday night? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I've got the day off work, me. What, the, what, the Tuesday or the Wednesday? Got the whole week off. Yeah. Social, Mass- social, distan- social distancing on the flag market. <laughs> <laughs> Stay positive. Oh, okay. Stay positive. Um, yeah, well, we'll 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 get straight to it then. Uh, Luton Town yesterday. It it was well, two points dropped. I think is probably the 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 best place to start. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I missed the first eleven minutes because of I follow, but when I did eventually get on there, it looked like we made a fairly fast like fast start. And it um, relates to what you said, Ollie, in your piece about at home, we always start with high intensity and try and get a goal early on and uh, put teams on the back foot. And we sort of looked like we were doing that against Luton, playing in a uh, setting up sort of like we do at home with the high intensity, trying to put those balls into the channels and and get them into get balls into the box. But so it was a good start. Um, But I, I, I think we weren't quite as snappy obviously as we as was to be expected yeah. um so we looked all right but uh, yeah i mean it, it was yeah. then we soon um it looks a bit sluggish at times yeah i think i'm sure we'll get onto it in more detail but i just think going back to what you said at the start definitely two points dropped i think they're probably 
probably the worst team I've seen this season. You could you could put Barnsley in there, but them and Barnsley by far the worst teams I've seen. <clears throat> yeah, both uh, home and away as well. Yeah. And it would it would have held on yesterday. Would have had a little three point cushion to to seventh, and um, and now it's obviously uh, Cardiff are level on points. So it's just so so frustrating. Yesterday, like like Jimmy said, it's, it's continuation really. We did. We started. We started okay, but um, we we played 103 long balls yesterday. Uh, we went pretty direct. Tried to pick up the second balls, but we just. I don't know if it's confidence. I don't know what it is. Just never. I think. I think. I think there has to be an element of rustiness. Obviously, we've not played course, for yeah. three months, but it, it looked like it was more than that, didn't it? Yeah, it was a continuation of what we had pre-lockdown and. I think we're stuck in a bit of a rut yeah. in, in, in the nicest possible way, um, especially away from home. I think we, we don't look great. I, I looked at our full away form before, and we've only scored 16 goals in 19 games away from home this season, you yeah. know, and that included one from yesterday. So we're not we're not scoring away from home. And yesterday, we, we had plenty of possession, you know, 56%. Yeah. But there was a real lack of purpose with the football. Mm-hmm. And that was that was the issue for me. It was a, it, you can play football to your blue in the face, but if you're not going to get shots on target, you're not going to get the ball in the box in the in a decent area. Then you might as well not bother. And yeah. that was the issue with me yesterday. It's like we didn't have. It's it's like it's like it's like we're huffed and puffed, but you're not going to blow the house down if you're not going to shoot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just it was so frustrating to watch. Yeah. So, I mean, all I can obviously there was the goal. There was that Maguire chance in the first half, and then Galley's free kick. Other than that, I don't. I think Pearson's had a, Pearson's had a great chance. It's, if it's a couple of yards lower, it goes in. But yeah, oh, that one on the edge it, of the it, box. It's more, yeah, it's more at the start of the season. We're creating probably three or four clear chances a game that you'd expect to put away. I don't know. At the start of the season, we're we're a lot more direct, but. But in a, in a positive way, attacking, a with, attacking with intent and taking our chances. Yesterday, far too many times, I think we probably got to the edge of the final third and then someone's closed the body and just gone backwards and then the moves died down. And One that so, sticks out to me, and maybe there's a little bit of the fact that there was he had limited options in front of him, but when DJ, when we broke from, I think it was a looting corner, and DJ got the ball, and he just stood just inside their half, and just stood with the ball for about five seconds. Turned yeah, around, came back and ended up Alex Neal's got, yeah. got mad on the sidelines. Um, I don't think we stretched yeah. them enough, because they obviously, as Nathan Jones does, they, they set up very narrow um, mm. in, in that sort of diamond formation, and we... We should have we should have stretched them more than we did. We did play a few diagonal balls, but we should have done a lot more of that and tried to to get in behind them. And yeah. that that's when we look like we're going to cause problems. And I think we did miss Darnell in a big way um, in terms of what he can contribute to those attacks with like Barkhouse and Maguire linking up there. Uh, Brown did a really good job, and I think he is arguably our second best right back. But the the attacking play that Darnell. Um, contributes to I think it's really important I mean Hughes uh, got down uh, the wing a couple of times in the first sort of 20 minutes but he's just not the same as Darnell mm. um, he's, he's just nowhere near as progressive in terms of making those darting runs and, and jinking yeah. past players so I think with Hughes and Brown on uh, in the fullback positions we just lacked a bit of wit 
and obviously Sinclair yeah. and Barkhausen didn't have the same support as they perhaps could have done. So I think that was a, a big problem. I think, I think as Hughes, far as think, yeah, go on, Jimmy. With Hughes though, he had he, you know he had second highest amount of crosses for us yesterday behind Galli. You know, Galli's a centre midfielder yeah. but had more crosses than either of our two wingers or our two full backs. And I think Alan Brown did a decent job, like you say. I don't you know, Daniel's not trained for two weeks from what Seds has said tonight on Twitter. I heard he, he was two weeks on Friday. Two weeks he's not trained for fully. So if he's not if if he's struggling with an injury, then we're probably gonna to expect to see Alan Brown there for the next two or three games at least until Beg, Daniel begs, gets himself fit. Begs the question, why'd you bring him on? I, I didn't understand that. I understand it take I understood sorry taking Galley off. I didn't understand bringing yeah. Darnell on. I just didn't understand that sub. Because um, yeah. Brownie was comfortable, mm. I just didn't. It, I didn't see the need. It, it messed us most... up that yesterday. It messed it us up big yeah. time. It, it did. It, 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 it fucked our. It, it fucked our shape completely. When, yeah, the, mid, the midfield someone, shape went. Yeah, because you've got someone who's played at right, playing at right back, and settled there. You've got a settled back. Why? Why change it back four if you don't need to in a just game like it, that? Yeah. Just leave it as it is. Because Alan Brown came into midfield, and I'm no disrespect to him, he lost there. But um, yeah. our shape in the midfield went to shit. And yeah. apologies for my language, but I'm really frustrated about yesterday because that was that was two points dropped that, that shouldn't have been dropped. Yeah. And Gally, we, our whole shape went to went to pot as soon as Gally went off. And we were talking before the pod, weren't we, Ali, about obviously the, the points we've dropped in the last 15 minutes of games. And I'm just trying to work out if Gally, Gally going off is actually a correlation to that. Um, you know, we're up to 12 points we've dropped in the last 15 minutes of games now. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've gained four as well with Rovers and Luton at home, but we're not, you know, we've not picked up a single point in the last 15 minutes of games away from home. You know, yeah. we are, it, it's, it's, it's a big concern because, you know, we can't, we're in a bit of a rut as it is and we can't see out games. You know, we, that's a lot of points we've dropped away from home mm. now. If we, if we hadn't yeah. dropped those 12 points, would be a point behind Leeds. Yeah, I yeah. think obviously um, yesterday when he's gone off, shape's gone. Shape's gone to shite, really. Um, both the Leeds games, he didn't. I don't think he featured in either of those when he conceded late goals. Same as the West Brom game, he was on the bench for that as well. So, I think there's definitely something though in when he goes off, we definitely lose a bit of control in midfield. Ben Pearson's fantastic footballer, but he needs someone alongside him. I think when he's not got someone directly alongside him, we struggle to control the play as much. Uh, I think it's it's quite worrying because obviously Gally's 35. I think it's eight games in something like 25 days after this. Uh, you can say nine di- nine games in 33, but it's eight in 25 really now. So it's yeah. a big concern. It's a big concern that, especially when you bring it on. I'm, I'm quite a big fan of Pots compared to most, but when you bring it on Pots, He's not someone you want on the pitch when you want to control the ball and see a game out. You know, he's um, more suited to them like Leeds away, West Brom away. Yeah, I just really, of. I just couldn't get behind moving Brown. I think, I think that was obviously the, their goals come from our free kick. If you, if you look at the thirty seconds, we've had a free kick. I think Nugent's knocked it down, or someone's knocked it down straight into the keeper's hands, and we look far too open for the eighty-six, eighty-seventh minute. I think, yeah, I think it was for that for their goal. It was a bit of a combination of 
I thought Davis and Bauer looked, they sort of looked at each other and, and neither yeah. of them approached the ball. So it, it, we were too slow to get to them. They mm. both sort of like looked a bit sluggish. And then by the time they'd reacted, that yeah, their player had the ball. He had that two yards of space and he just yeah. smashed into the top. Well, they've, gone, they've gone to 4 2 3 1 by that point, Luton. McManaman's on the left and he's just ghosted from the left. He's, he's completely unmarked. Um, I think Pearson's following their number 10. Mm. And uh, it could be Darnell coming on, not quite up to the game. I don't know where Alan Brown was. Uh, and McManaman's got it on the edge. I think, I think Bowers, I think he's gone past Bowers far too easy for me. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of um, Stephen Bergwijn against Harry Maguire the other night. Yeah, similar sort of movement. Uh, you don't normally expect that from Pat. Uh, to be honest, I thought Pat. I thought he was okay yesterday. I think he was the one. It looked to me like he struggled a little bit with it, with the tempo and just his rhythm. But I think he's gone. He's gone past Pat far too easy, and then Ben Davis has sort of leaned away from it slightly. Uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a good finish to be fair to him yeah it's a very good but, finish but yeah. as to be fair it's, it's that one shot but you just can't let it get to that situation and 86 no. minute and we've we've committed 6-7 players into that half for a long yeah. free kick I just, I just yeah. couldn't understand there's no need for it and it was two yeah. of their it was two substitutes for Luton combining for the goal as well which yeah. is again another and what, so obviously Jones has addressed the problem and yeah. their two, Bree and McManaman combine for the goal. Yeah, he's a bit um, of a magician, isn't he? Yeah, so he, he's, he's pulled that one out of the bag. But then when you look at our substitutions and they're pretty much ineffective. Um, yeah. uh, so it's one of those, we just don't have the strength in depth to, and especially now that obviously we're a bit rusty. Um, the final, we've, we have problems in the final 15 minutes and we've, we've gone over that, but obviously those are exacerbated now. Um, with the lack of preparation, so we've just not been able to to keep up really in the in those final few minutes, and we've just ended up collapsing. Um, yeah, to be honest, I, think I don't buy that. I, I don't buy that at all. The lack of preparation piece. They've had they've had they've had nine months of the season up to March, and then yeah. they've had yeah they've got granted they've had a ten weeks off or twelve weeks or whatever it's been, but it's not like they've been set on their ass in the 10, 10, 12 weeks. You know, Alex Neal's been doing his pet work on Nathan Jones' sides. Yeah. You know, the, the team should have been fully prepared for what they, ex- they experienced yesterday. And I, I think it's, I think it's, I, I'm not, I'm not buying this that they've had, to, uh, they're underprepared because they should be prepared for it. So now Alex Neal's side, he's meant to be a, ta- you know, a, a really tactical manager. He's had time to get him tactically aware of what to expect. He's had played more time than it ever has before because. It's not like an off season when you've got you don't know who you're gonna be playing in the first weekend in August. He's not yeah. exactly who he's gonna be playing for the past three fucking months. And yeah. we've just not reacted to it. I get they've changed manager and stuff. But that but that you could argue that that's not really That's played into our hands of anything because you know yeah. he's gonna play diamond. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, what he's gonna you know do. how he's gonna work at Luton specifically because he's had yeah. how long there in the past, recent past yeah. as well. Yeah. So the fact that they've had three weeks preparing for a game, yeah, two weeks with contact, they've had enough time for me to get themselves tactically right. You know, mm. we mentioned you mentioned Pat then. You know, Pat against um, Collins, their big lad. He won twelve out of sixteen aerial battles. You know, seven clearances, four interceptions. But yeah. he, he looked like he was rattled as well. Did, yeah, uh, but Collins. that's Collins. That's Collins. That's what he did at Deepdale. He was barging into him. He's leaving his mm. elbows in. He, he's a physical presence. He's a typical League One striker. You know, he bagged for fun in League One. 
you know what you're going to get get with him. I'm not being. Funny. What does that make our strikers then? He's got eleven this season. What what's our strikers? Well, we'll come on to that in a minute because I'm, <laughs> I'm getting a bit freaking annoyed about it now. But I just don't buy that we've not had time to prepare. Or you know, yeah, we might be a little bit rusty, but everyone is. God's sake, yeah, everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. You know, it's just really frustrating for me the fact mm-hmm. that we've it's they're only shot on target and. Yeah, it's a good strike, but he should not be having the shot. It's naive. Uh, it's it's if you're chasing the top six, you'd never see, you wouldn't see an established top six side be that naive. I don't think in, in the last five minutes of a game. No. If you're the neutral yesterday, right, and, and you've never watched a game in the championship before, mm. you could not tell which team was sixth and which team were bottom at league. Because to be you, fair, if, I'd, if someone, I'd say I'd say they both look like. Proper bottom, bottom half sides, absolutely. Yeah. Because we, you you would not put you'd not say that we look like we're sixth in the league yesterday, and you probably wouldn't say we look like we've been sixth in the league for the past five, six, seven games. Mm. You could argue up to November, but you know we, we've got away with it yeah. for a considerable amount of time. But <clears> I'm not being it's, funny. It's going to come and bite us, and they are sooner or later. That, that chasing pack has tightened up. Three points between sixth and twelfth. Jesus. I don't yeah. think it's. I don't think it's ever been this tight going into the last eight games of a season in the championship. Yeah, and so yeah. many teams have got to play each other as well in that in that chasing. But it's going to be it's going to be great for the neutral. I think you've just mentioned since November. We'll come on to them stats, I'm sure, soon. But well, we'll we'll do it now. A new a new segment. Um, I did put the the option to Olive for uh, getting a little jingle made, but he he declined. So yeah, it's just. Ollie's yeah. stats section. Uh, I'll let you take it away, pal. I'll start with just some results because it goes off what Jimmy just said about November. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so. Right, so as Jimmy just said about we've look, we're not like a, like a top six team since November. After the 3-1 win against Huddersfield on the 9th of November, uh, which was against the Huddersfield side who were unbeaten in seven when uh, the Carly brothers had taken over, that win took a second after 16 games, we were level on points with Leeds. We were two points off West Brom, who were top. Um, up to that point, we played 16, won nine, drawn four, lost three. So we were averaging two points a game. Looking pretty positive, weren't it? Um, everyone was playing well, scoring goals. Since then, since that Huddersfield game, we've played 22 games. We've won seven, we've drawn five and we've lost 10. And that's given us 26 points from 22 games since November. Only Charlton, Hull and Luton and Sheffield Wednesday have taken less points in that time. So since November, we've been a relegation a relegation side, um, which is just pretty disastrous. And it begs the question, how the hell are we six in the league? Um, still. still, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's just... Damning stats from today. Yeah. So since November, we've been the 20th best team in the league. Um, and Alex Neal must know these stats. He must know stuff like this. Yeah. So it must be feeding on. It, it, there's definitely something. The league position says we're six, but everyone knows we're nowhere near that level. Um, I've got no idea what's changed since November 9th, but we're just a completely different side. I just don't think, think we're, we're adventurous enough. Um, I mean, if you look at the stats for like chance creation, 
we're one of the worst teams in the league in terms of just productivity. We just yeah. don't create enough chances. So uh, are we yeah. just have we just gone less adventurous as this season has gone on? Bob, I saw something in November. Some a PE fan was being all cocky about this on Twitter at the time, and I said it's nothing to be shouting about. I think we were overperforming. I know people don't like XG, but we were overperforming it more than any other side in the league. I think we scored something like seven goals more than would have been expected to by that point. And that that basically showed you it was in November that we were we, we could not keep that clinicality up in front of goal. Um, and I think probably got I think, six, I think, seven penalties I think you mentioned, as well. I think you mentioned something about that even before November. It well, is. I remember was, it. I think it was... I think it was pretty obvious anyway. Go, yeah. We were taking far too many. Well, obviously not, but we were taking so many more chances that you'd expect us to take. Um, yeah. we, just, we were just going, we're going for teams, we were creating stuff and we were taking chances. And when you're on that, you've got to ride the wave. And that's why, that's why we're not in the bottom six. I mean, I remember yeah. at the time, a lot of, um, there was a lot of stuff on Twitter with Leeds fans saying that, um, Preston's attack. We weren't like playing a sustainable brand of football because obviously there was the all the penalties and eleven penalty goals, um, and most of those came at the that, that first um, yeah. part of the season. So I remember at the time, um, in terms of XG, we ranked quite low, but obviously mm. we were we were really really clinical. And at the time, yeah. we there was a lot of arguments on Twitter between Preston fans and fans of opposition teams saying that weren't Preston not sustainable, and a lot of Preston fans were just batting that off, but. I think it's just showed to be true because mm-hmm. we, we've just not had that same um, that same clinical style. Um, I think I Bob. Know. I think if you look at that XG table from whenever it was, it probably correlate roughly to sort of teams all moved up and down in relation to that. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what's changed since then. Obviously, if you start missing them chances, you don't get as many penalties. Um, you, you probably probably lose a bit of confidence. Something I noticed as well in the home games, we've, we've kept two home clean sheets all season. No one's kept less. So to beat a team at Deepdale, we've been able to score two or three games, which is fine when you're taking chances. When you're not, you're not going to win as many. I think since that since that Huddersfield game, I think we've won four of our ten at home. Yeah, lost, lost that Huddersfield. Yeah, that Huddersfield game as well, Ollie. We had four shots on target and we scored three goals. Yeah. After that, we... Penalty in there as well, wasn't it? Yeah, and after that, we we didn't score for four games. I think, no, since November, it's been a problem. Um, We've been, like like we said, we were clinical them first three months. You know, everything everything we touched turned to gold, didn't it, really? We were second in the league. You know, we didn't... If we were getting a shot on target, it Mm. was going in. You know, by hook or by crook, it it was... it was great. Well, like you said at the time, it was never going to last. You know. Yeah, I think we, the week before, I think we've had we've been on Sky, Charlton away. I think we got the penalty and, and won that game there. Similar fashion, really. Yeah. Um, I it's, and it was Rovers before that. Yeah. When obviously Tommy B's took, put one in the top corner. Yeah. You know? And that was one of our two points we've gained this season in the last fifteen minutes of a game. And yeah. you know, in a way, you've got to credit the manager for that game tactically. Got it spot on and. You know, obviously put, putting the big fella on, it was it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that start about was being the fifth worst team since November is alarming for me. I think yeah. it's. Um, I've got I've got uh, another one as well. The first nine games at Deepdale, so up to and including the Huddersfield game, one seven drawn two. Um, 
and that included 24 goals in nine in nine home games since then. Played 10 home games, <clears throat> scored 10 goals in 10 home games. It's like it's just dried up. And I've it's I've been guilty. I've been guilty of this as well. I've been saying we've we've been very good at home, scored a lot of goals, but we've not. We've not since since that freakish start. So this isn't us being negative either. It's just been a bit realistic, yeah, isn't it? It's I like think it's, yeah, it's facts, but, isn't it? You can't look. Well, yeah, it, they don't lie. They don't lie. Think, yeah, yeah. Yesterday's it, the first time I've looked deeply into it because I was hoping after the break we'd come back and you, we'd be back you, on I it. Think, I think yesterday is probably the only time I've ever considered you to actually be quite upset after a game of football. I was very upset after Colchester in 2015, but since then I've probably not. Yeah, true. I can I can I can normally take a game though, I can normally take it and, and distinguish the result from the performance. And you can normally look at things different ways, but yesterday there's absolutely no way anyone's telling me that's one point gained. And no one believes it is. And I was hoping we come back. After the break, Alex Neil spoke about it, saying we needed a break. It's come at the right time. I don't know if it's he, he, was, he was saying all the right things, wasn't he? Really. But 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 the way these, I know obviously it's the club's media channel, but the way the questions are posed to him, they're always posed in a way that he's gonna give you what you want to hear. So, and obviously, that obviously that's that's what the club wants to do. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we just don't. We just look like it's just a continuation of. Being a bottom six team since that since that start, the weird thing for me is as well. There's been some very good performances. So the Leeds away game, I thought that was a very good performance. Barnsley away, I thought that was very good. Um, I think considering the um, players available, etc., against Fulham, we've got the win at home. It wasn't pretty, but we showed we could beat a decent side, and then. I think Wigan away was a, was a yeah. pretty good one. Yeah. Except again, same problems persist. We sort of we nearly um, collapsed in the final sort of fifteen minutes of that game. We were brilliant for so long, and then yeah. it's. I think it just is a lack of squad depth. Yeah, um, but and, I think and, for me, I think if you look at those games, we played a certain style in all those games. Yeah, we've pressed teams to death. When we've not got the ball, that's when we're dangerous. When we're going for teams, since then, since we've. Pr- this is the thing. Teams have probably gained more respect for us, made it a lot harder to break us down. Doesn't suit the way we play with the options we've got. Doesn't suit us at all. Well, do you think that comes back on the manager for not changing things enough from our Yeah, of, of course, of course, of course it does. But, and I'm sure me and Jimmy definitely feel strongly about this, when you've got Jaden Stockley and David Nugent as your attacking options, there's only so much you can do. There's only so you, much you can do. You don't need to just say you and Jimmy yeah, feel we all know, about that. Yeah, but but what I don't get is why surely David Nugent was not an Alex Neal signing because why on earth would De- would Alex Neal sign David Nugent? It just does mm. not make any sense at all considering the manager he is. It was just a signing to appease the fans and then we don't bring any any other striking option in and look where we are. As soon as Malt got injured, that was the nail in the coffin in terms of yeah. the number nines because we've we've got a, a, a you know Nugent. It's I mean. And it's not all his fault. I mean, he's 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 that age now. He's but when what do we expect? I mean, if if you're a player at his age and a club offers you a two year deal, you're not going to turn it down, are you? Exactly. Oh, yeah. if, if, if it's the club that you've always wanted to go back to as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the issue is with Nugent. 
he relied on his pace. Yeah, he's a good he's a good hold up player, and he can he can do a, a more all round game. Can yeah, bef- after, you know, bef- this time round compared to when we let him go in two thousand and seven eight seven when yeah. we let him go. Um, but his legs have gone. He relied mm. on his legs, and yeah. it was a, it was an owner signing. It was nothing to do with Alex Neil. I'm I'm not being funny. Alex Neil would not want a thirty four year old in the team. I, I just can't. I don't. You know, it's not an Alex Neil signing. It's not. Yeah. It's not the way he plays. You know, I just don't. It's and it's lovely having him back and everything, nostalgic and all that shit. But come on, that's not going. That's get what it is, though. It, as soon as you look past that, what does he? What 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 does he offer? What does he bring? Yeah. Well, it's it, really, you know, yeah. a, a nice smile. It really annoys me because there's only so far like sentiment can protect him because Bob Bob. The most dangerous thing in football is sentiment. Exactly, yeah. because look at the criticism Maguire gets. And then Nugent's barely ever touched. He had a, he's yeah. had so many shocking... And he's not, he's not started many games, but he's had so many shocking like, sort of, um, spells of cameo football. Cameo appearance. Yeah, yeah so, cameo, and he's, he's done nothing, but he's, um, you know, he evades criticism every time. And then yeah. Maguire, there's people calling for him to be shot, I've seen before on, the, on forums <laughs> and stuff. It's like, yeah. oh, it just doesn't I mean, make sense. David, David Nugent... Top scorer in, in championship history. Last last one hundred championship games, twelve goals. Last sixty one championship games, three goals. And one of them we couldn't miss. It was a yard out. Yeah. Didn't he? Was, 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 was it not Barnsley that he actually did miss a sitter as well? Yeah. Yeah. That was before he scored the first, but yeah. That that's a striker. That's a striker with three goals in sixty sixty games at the level. And when you've got people owning and iron over where they've had over whether whether they would have Jordan Hugel back, I think Hugel scored about probably thirty five goals in his last three and a half four seasons at the level. So there's levels to our strikers, and I don't want to go on about Stockley again, but he's another one. I was I speaking to another PE fan before this. He, Stockley wouldn't have started for us in League One. No, not. Stockley yeah. would not have started for us in League One. And you sold Hugel for 10, 8, 10 million, whatever it is. And this is the thing. I'm speaking to another person as well. When you're signing these players, championships all about physicality. Hmm. And Stockley's not the biggest. There's this thing about him being good in the air, Stockley. He's not. If he comes yeah, up but against... he, that came with that reputation, didn't it? Because he had the most aerial aerial win, battle wins in Europe when he was signing. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's he, he must be good in the air to a certain extent, but it's not from scoring headers in the box. Mm-hmm. Not that we get it in the box to start with. That's another bloody issue entirely. But you know, yeah. you know, it's I just the thing with news, I, I, right? I, I, it's so little impact. It doesn't make an impact on the game. Yesterday mm-hmm. came on thirteen touches. You know, but only two in the opposition's eighteen-yard box. It's yeah. like, come on, you know. And, and whether that's us not getting the ball to him quick enough, or it's us not getting the ball in, in penetrable areas to, you know, think, quickly enough to get it in. I, I think he's think... simply not good enough. I think is. I think it's that simple. Yeah. I think. I, I think, think as well in the number nine position, we seem to be hampered for both pace and physicality because Maguire. I mean, you've mentioned it so many times, Ollie, but with Maguire's hamstrings, it seems to have like held him back a bit in terms of... Different player. Yeah, and it's the same with, obviously, Stockley and Nugent. 
We just don't seem to have a, a number nine with like physicality or pace. It's just. Does anyone? Does anyone remember uh, Maguire's debut against Burnley in the preseason? Yeah, game? when he came on at half yeah. time and he was absolutely rapid. Yeah. That trick, wasn't he? He's a different player. Uh, again, I'm, I'm compared to most. I do, I do rate Maguire. I think he takes up some good positions. I think he knows what he's doing for the team. But again, he scored three goals in his first six games this season. Got off to it's a decent start in it. Since then, I think he scored one in 30, which was the from the set piece against Fulham. One in 30 games. I mean, no player with that record starting for any of the championship top six attack. They're not. I do like Maguire, and I do like him, but Bob, like you said, he's, the acceleration over five or ten yards isn't there. Does anyone remember the Cardiff goal at home in his first season, the Tuesday night? Yeah, he burst round and smashed it in at the near post. <laughs> it's just, it's just gone. It's uh, and it's a shame for the lad because I think he could have been a very decent player at this level mm. if he had that pace. And when your confidence got as well, because it clearly has yesterday. Well, I that's the other got, thing. He's he's, he's taken uh, an absolute pounding from some of our fans, hasn't he? He has, he has. But yesterday, the one that's galley shot that's deflected. He's, he's delayed. Yeah. And he's tried to be cute and he's tried to, and it's come back off his face. His confidence is shot and his, and his, and his acceleration's gone. Yeah. There's, a, there's an argument and, for playing, there's an argument for playing either Barkley or Sinclair up there. A bit like we did when we played Barnsley because Barnsley has been our best performance since November. You know, yeah. when he played the diamond and he had, um, I speak to someone before and he said he had three running tens behind him. He had Brown, mm. um, Harrop and DJ. DJ behind him and we just destroyed him with pace that's what we should have done yesterday we should have matched him up yeah. but you know gone with the diamond in midfield and because yeah. that's it's the first game back you should be full of full of legs you yeah. know it's not like it's not like we've just been sat on the beach for 12 weeks and done nothing and just sat on our ass. Yeah. you know we should actually you know with the squad we've got got a fairly young squad that's yeah. that's really that's built its reputation on being an energetic hard working you know ruthless team at the start of the year yeah, it, I just didn't see any of that yesterday. Yeah, I, I, I think like, another weird, another weird thing, Jimmy, for me yesterday is Harrop's. Harrop's not even got off the bench, and I yeah. think that's just a little bit odd. I think I can't get behind that again. I think I don't know what it is. I don't know if he doesn't trust him. I don't know what it is. But... When, when you bring in Bill on instead of him, who who hadn't played for God knows how long before the mm. lockdown, Harrop was in. <sighs> Half decent I, form yeah. in, in the run into it, and and like I don't you said, think he Harrop, even get Harrop, a lot. For me, I don't think he's done much wrong. I don't think he's done much wrong. And if I'm Josh Harrop, I think I'm this thinking, season he hasn't. No, I don't. I don't no, think he has at all this I, season. If, if you're Josh Harrop, surely you you're starting to think. What do I have to do? What here? more? What more can I do? Yeah. I mean, I think he's he's put. I think maybe January, February's putting some really good performances. Might have been nominated for player of the month. Can't remember when it was. And I think he's on the bench for the next couple of games. And it's just, if he's coming on, he's getting five minutes here, ten minutes. Can't build up any sort of form with that. Yeah. And he's a player who looks to me like he needs he needs to run a games. Yeah. And I think he's a good player. I think we spoke about this a few weeks ago. Uh, me and you, Jimmy, I think, I can't remember if it was on a podcast or on Twitter, but he's got something, Josh Harrop. And when you're playing against a team like Luton, no disrespect because I don't want to be a... Teams like Preston, but just just attack, attack, attack. They've, I think have they, got, have they got the worst record in the league defensively or second worst? Con- conceded attack. after yesterday, they've conceded seventy two goals, which is the worst in the league. 
it's two a game, isn't it, basically? Yeah. So we just need to attack, and Harrop's not even got off the bench. I just... I know a big fan of Alex Steele. It was on the podcast we did with Gab Sutton. We talked about Josh Harrop because he was dead yeah. interested in Josh Harrop. And I said he's probably going to do a job in a bottom half Premier League team rather than here because he's got yeah. ability. Yeah. We just don't we just don't know how to use it. And yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think in that running ten position, that's probably going to be his best bet because he's he is a number ten. He's not a wide he's not a wide player. Mm. You know, not a chance. And I think we need he doesn't get ahead of DJ at the minute. Obviously, form's a funny thing, isn't it? You know, DJ might fall off the face of you know. His form might completely peter off, and then he'll get his chance. Um, yeah. I think with the way that football is now, though, there will be it'll be mixed up each week. You'll probably make three or four changes for Cardiff, um, mm. I, I, which scares me in a way because we don't have the squad depth that yeah. some teams do have in this league. Um, mm. But yeah, I just, can't imagine uh, Galley starting it. So, so we. Well, is that a week off? Is that a week off? I can't. I can't. Well, I can yeah, imagine. true. I think for me, the this issue is the is, only midweek that we've got free, yeah. isn't it? Now, yeah, the yeah. issue is after after the Cardiff game is the issue, I think. Because then you've and got that, and that poses yeah, questions yeah. in itself. Because yesterday, like uh, like Bob touched on before, Nathan Jones, we know he's a bit of a genius, but he's he's made three subs and he's and they've all made an impact, and our subs have hindered us. Yeah, yeah. hindered us. And and Jimmy's tweeted about this. The the last fifteen minutes in games is is. Is a big concern, and um, someone's put a question in before Jake. I can't remember who it is. I think he's called Harry on Twitter, um, and he's actually tweeted not looking at seventy fifth, but looking at eighty fifth minute onwards. Um, the goals got seen in the eighty fifth minute onwards have been pretty problematic. Um, I think we got seen in Reading ninety eighth minute Leeds eighty seventh, West Brom ninetieth, Leeds away eighty ninth, and then yesterday eighty six. And they're all after the 85th minute. Um, and it's not a coincidence. No way is that a coincidence. Here's one for you that's just come in. Uh, yeah. some, someone called Lee Turnbull on Twitter. Um, he's asked, would a more narrow forward three suitors better than the wide one we currently operate? Seems to be every time we get into a good crossing position, we either come inside and pass or the cross is woeful. We don't get numbers in the box or cross for crosses I, either. I, 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 the, now, have you looked at our average positions from yesterday? I, w- I would argue we've probably got one of the most narrow attacking units in, in, in the league, so I'm not sure about that. Just, if you look how narrow Maguire plays and Bark is always attacking the box, that's how we play. We rely well, you, on the full-backs. For you, um, basically, Tom Barkhazen was further left on the pitch yesterday in terms of average positions than Daniel Johnson, than Paul Gallagher, than Ben Pearson. Um, yeah. He's, there's literally three players that have got an average position further left than he has and yeah. that was Ben Davis, Andrew Hughes and Scott Sinclair yeah. so a player that's playing out wide right yeah. is drifted completely inside yeah. so it's no wonder their, their left backs had a fairly like, average game because he's not been we've not yeah. got him at all we had three successful dribbles yesterday yeah I was just going to say Jimmy, in, the, in the whole team in the yeah. whole game, we had three that's, dribbles. That's a, regular, that's a regular occurrence for us, Jake. I was looking at these dribbling stats. We've completed, I think, the second least dribbles in the league. We don't... You could argue we've got one player in the league who likes to take on a full-back in Billy Bowden. Sinclair doesn't really look like he's going to go on the outside of someone. Barky's more of a knock-and-run. Well, he does more work off the ball. 
we don't we don't square a fullback up one on one. We just don't do it. It's I'm not still how we not play. really convinced even Sinclair could take on his fullback because he doesn't do it. But he doesn't look quick enough to me. I know no. he did well with his goal, but through the majority of the game, I just never. I don't know. I don't go. Really he was that passing it to the majority of it. Yeah. He doesn't but, really excite. But, that, but that's how we set up. So the, the question, yeah. Jay, going back to the question, I, I, I just I just can't get, get on board with that question because I, I think if you look at it over the season, we're incredibly narrow in how we attack. Yeah. And that's, that's, yeah. That is the issue for me. Mm. Not so the we're, we're narrow, Ollie, but we've got no way of having it in the box. So it's like, yeah. it's... It's frustrating. I mean, I've just looked at um, Sinclair's stats. He averages half a dribble a game. Yeah. So one dribble every two games. Since Which, so that's, five, player who that's five dribbles. In. That's five dribbles since we signed him. Yeah, he's played 12 games for us now. So he's done six dribbles six in that dribbles. time. And yeah, well, for a player that not, we brought in who was supposed to be that kind of player. Yeah. He's, put it this way. He's had 1.7 bad touches a game since he's joined us. He had 19 touches in total yesterday. He had a touch every four minutes. I just find that bizarre. Yeah. He, had the, he had the lowest amount of touches of any of our starting players yesterday. I and mean, it's no coincidence. I think he had the lowest touches of the ball against QPR as well and the game before that in our team. Yeah, I think um, for me, I think, I think he, just, he wants to get in them pockets, but we just can't, we don't find him. Well, I was going to ask you that. Is it service that we're giving him or is he not getting on the... Because for me, it's one of two things. If he doesn't want to be on the ball and he's not he's not showing for the ball, and that's why probably perceived that he's a bit of a passenger and he goes missing a little bit. Or we're just not finding him. We're just not... We're not, we're not intelligent enough to find those runs. And you look at the Wigan away game when he had that chance and Peter's, you know... Delightful yeah. cut through pass, it, and you know maybe are our players clever enough to find him in those mm. sort of certain areas? I, I yeah. just there's a lot to it. I, I mean, having 19 touches a game is just like uh, yeah, it, it's a concern. There's no doubt. I think it might just be a, it might be a load of bollocks for me. This, but I think he's a, he likes to play in similar positions to Maguire, and when when they're both on the pitch, I'm not sure if it's. I'm not sure if it's conducive to sort of getting the best out of both of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. Well, don't play, don't play Maguire, then play Sinclair through the middle. Yeah, I think he's going to he's going to have to play Sinclair or Barkays and through the middle because, like you said before, Bob, about not having pace in that those in that front position. We'll play someone with pace then. There was. You know, let's there was stop, a, stop pissing about. Yeah, let's, there, let's there was a, there. there was a home game, uh, February or March. Can't remember who it was again. Might have been. Potentially Swansea at home, maybe Swansea. Sinclair started down the middle, and he was getting a lot of joy finding little pockets of space and getting on the half turn. And obviously, Kenilworth Road's very tight ground. It's not. It's not going to be ideal, but we just need to get him on the ball. It, I was saying. I was saying this to Jake yesterday at half time. Sinclair for me. I was. I would probably have taken him off at half time yesterday. I was. Quite upset with his performance. Um, obviously, he's taken the goal. Putting it politely. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't think he gets it. I just, I don't think it's clicked for him yet. Which, for a player of his quality, is quite concerning. Mm. And considering the amount of time he's been here now. But, but he has taken the goal. 
The only other player I'd be confident to score in that position would be Barky. Barky, yeah. yeah. Barky's probably our best finisher, to be yeah. fair. And that's and why he's I, taken I like the goal. Yeah, yeah, he's taken the goal very well. And I think you need to have him on the pitch for them moments. I think no we, we, we need to get with the game more. Yeah. So, Ollie, just just thinking about your piece, I think you you had Barky down as one of the more robust players, if you will. Yeah. Um, do you I think know, he's I think been our player a... of the season. I love I love him to bits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Between it, it's between him, Rudd, and Pearson for me, players that season because Rudd's kept us in games this year. Yeah. Yeah. But, he has. Um, I know. I know you've touched on it on it before, Jimmy. But do you think there is actually maybe? Like we should look at seriously starting Barky through the middle, because I think I think he's probably yeah. uh, the people that we have started there this season. I can't really think past many that have put in a better performance through the middle than him. I was speaking. And, to and you look at his know. goals as well. Yeah, he's got what twelve, thirteen goals a season. Maybe not. Maybe not that many. Maybe, maybe 11, double like figures. That. Yeah, I was speaking to someone about this. I've not seen the stats, but they were Nine saying goals. I think, sorry, I think Barky started ten. Through the middle, and I think in them ten, I think he scored five goals. Brilliant return. Is it? Is is a finisher? Is a good finisher, Barky. He's... There was there was a spell under Simon Grayson when we were back in the championship where Grayson persisted with Barky four, four, down two. the middle. Yeah, and four, he persisted four, with him in that position, and he scored some brilliant goals. I think there was the game against Reading at home when Barky, ah, oh, he was phenomenal, and yeah. he was playing more centrally. I think, I think he's carried us. He's carried us in a lot of games for me, Barky. I think. And I think a lot of people do rate him now, actually, to be fair. Mm. I think everyone knows his worth now, but there was a time when... People, people just weren't, weren't keen. Yeah, but I think he's a fantastic player. But going back one, to Sinclair... One of the first names on, this, on the team sheet now. Yeah, 100%, yeah. Sinclair, for me, I'm not sure if he gets... Obviously, we've scored from what you probably would call a transition. Obviously, Barkey's got the better of Craney I think at right back and just played him in but when we've not got the ball I'm not sure I think he's getting too deep and too narrow too quick and if you look on the other side what Barkey because our wingers do tuck in narrow when when we've not got the ball because that's clear instruction but he's, he's he's getting really close to Hughes and it maybe that takes him out of the game as well in terms of He's probably five, ten yards off where Neil wants him to be, but that might just be a little point. But he's got quality. You, I think you need. He needs to. He needs to be playing the games. Um, I think it's more the players around him. Yeah, and that's what I'm going to say. This is going to sound really negative of me, but I think if he had a better left back behind him, he he, he wouldn't be so close to him all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you know, if you had a player that's played at a higher level than League One before we signed Andrew Hughes, then you've probably got somebody that would be able to read what Scott Sinclair's doing better. Look at, just look yeah. at Greg. Look at Greg. Greg and Robinson. The, the link up they had at times on the left was outstanding. Um, if you can form partnerships in those areas, it, it makes it, you're onto a makes winner. A massive, yeah. Makes a massive difference. We've not got many partnerships like that. So Donnell and Barkey is probably the only one. Yeah. yeah. I quite yeah, like Potts and Brown together as two two running tens at times. Um, I'd like I'd like to see a bit more Potts. I think we will do in the next eight games because I I do, especially after the end of after last season when he's in some of the games he's been he's been brilliant. He's not been quite as good this season, but he's he's got it in him, and I I, I do rate him. Do you think um, Do you think he looks jaded? 
think he. Yeah. I think he went, had two. He was too heavy in IB three in the summer, weren't he? Because he's not. He's not hit anywhere near the form that he had, did do last year. He's not. He looks, he's had. He's had a two or three good games this season. That's it. Leeds away yeah. was probably one. He's played Leeds away, didn't he? I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, excellent. Good game. Yeah, he had a really good game. And um, but I'm le- I'm can't really remember many others than that. He's not scoring because last season he was scoring goals. You remember that goal he scored at Stoke and QPR. Yeah. Yeah, that goal he scored at Stoke was class. Like yeah. he's running and he's full of legs, and it was a good finish. And it, ah, it, it had everything it needed in, a, in what you'd expect from a yeah. player that's cost a million and a half pound. Yeah. Like this year, you know, since he went on the pop in Ibiza and had the birds with Ridsdale, I've not seen, I've not seen a at all from him. Yeah. You know, it's like he's still in Ocean, yeah. was it Ocean Beach. Or whatever. I don't know what it's. What yeah, it's somewhere. I, like I, Bob, Bob, I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying there. I think. In certain games, Brown and Potts together, very effective. And you can sort of, you can run teams into the ground. Um, I just, he, he's another one. I don't know what it is. For me, he looks like he's not he's not fully there. But I was doing it for the PC the other day. I was looking at the games that he's been unavailable for. He's only not been in the squad four or five times, which, which surprised me. Probably surprised for other people. He's always been. He's always been there. Just, do you reckon it is though? Do you reckon it's confidence, or do you reckon he's just just not? You don't up need confidence. It? You don't need confidence no. to sprint box the box. You need confidence to finish finish off a move, don't you? So, I'm a big fan of pops as well, but it's, I can't figure I'm, him out at times. Yeah, I'm struggling to 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 see where he's going to fit in in the last eight games. Obviously, you earmark him for the Brentford game just because what he's done in the past. Um, Still city. Bristol City game as well, um, but it's a lot. It's a lot of money to spend on a player who's who's a bit apart player. I mean, we'll not even touch on Tom Bayless. We've covered we, that. You enough, might as well send Mo Farah if you want someone who's going to run. Yeah, because yeah. you know what's the point? Like, you can't just sign a runner. Yeah, that it, you know he showed glimpses of class last season. Yeah, but if we're just using yeah. him to be a runner, you know, if we're just using him as a pair of legs, you might as well yeah. bring back Michael Keane because he was another headless chicken. <laughs> so, what, what, yeah, what? The, nah. it's the truth of it. It's the serious, the serious point, though, Jake. You said there's no point mentioning Tom Bailey. That's three million pounds on them two players. Yeah. We spent, I mean, and then see, when you add Sinclair onto that as well, another player who potentially might not have uh, the impact that was expected of him, and, and the amount of money there on those three. So yeah. and if Sinclair, if we ended up, if we end up just dumping Sinclair in and just give sort of giving up on it, and then that's <clears> quite a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, to be honest, I was fuming with Sinclair yesterday, but I think I've just got a feeling he's going to score four or five goals in these in these last eight games. I don't know why. He was always going to be a big player for us, weren't he? In these last nine games, one way yeah. or the other, he was going to be a big player, big I think, part I think, of it. I think I've just got a good feeling about Sinclair. I've not got a good feeling about the last eight games, but I just think he might. I just I think he might suit playing at Deepdale. When you need someone to, to win you a game, I just think he might suit it. Um but yeah, I think Potts isn't the only one. So this is this is the thing again. I wrote the other day about he needs to trust his squad. I mean, for me yesterday, the logical the logical decision, it might be perceived as negative, but when you're taking Galley off, rather than bringing Fisher on, moving Brown and then bringing Potts on. And I just bring Letton on for Galley. Yeah. Why have you signed him if he's not going to see out a game for you? Yeah. It's just really. 
because I'm not I've, I'm not particularly positive about Lipton, but I think he has got some good qualities. I think if you play him alongside Pearson, I think the one thing you know you're going to get is a structure there for the last ten minutes. And Potts is filling the gaps. Yeah, I just he's legs, isn't he? He's legs, Lipton. That's what he is. He, he's box to box. He's you know. Yeah, he, he can't tackle, and he's he, he can. I think he can pick a pass, all right. Yeah, you know, he yeah, might yeah. get a shot away, but yeah. you know, I think that's legs, a, why not I think, put him on for Gally? It's just yeah. it just made no sense. Yeah. Messed about the back four tinkering. It, it, he, yeah. he got caught tinkering against QPR. <laughs> yeah, he did. Right? He did he and did. then the tinker man does it again yesterday. Yeah, you know, he doesn't like two two or three more times this season, and that reputation is going to start sticking. Yeah. Right? he just he just pissed about for no reason. Just keep it simple. What's yeah. the, what's the point in messing about with your whole team? Yeah. Just to yeah. like, accommodate really being point. Darnell for fifteen minutes. I know he likes Darnell, but you know, don't we all? But I'd rather yeah. see. I'd rather see out a game and get three points. Than it goes Darnell down. It goes minutes. down to this. I think. It, I think he's got in his head. He, he can trust 13, 14, 15 players, and he's willing to move players about. Um, but if you're not going to bring on Lenton in a game like Lou and away, last ten minutes. You don't want to be shuffling about the back four. You just don't want to do it for various reasons. And and yeah, I just think little things... And I'm a massive fan of Alex Neal because he's the reason that, that so many of our players have improved because he's not signed good players. He's not, he's not really had a good record in the window. Darnell Fisher, when he signed him, most of the press was up in arms about signing Darnell Fisher. He's one of the best right-backs in the league now for me. Um Alan Brown's developed immensely since Simon Grayson left. Callum so Robinson. Stand, so, yeah, Robinson. we can name, we can reel off, we can reel off probably ten players there. Ben Davis. But, but, uh, just, I wish he just right. trust some of his players more, and he's going to have yeah. to in the last eight games. Absolutely. Yeah, he's the reason we're sixth in the league. <clears throat> but he's the reason we're sixth in the league. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. because we could be higher. We could have yeah. been higher. So it's. As frustrating, as frustrating as I am today, we're still sixth in the league. Yeah, yeah the, the the pack is getting very close and it's so tight that I think ours and Forest spots up for grabs. Yeah. I think For yeah. Forest are only four points ahead of us, but yeah. they've got a tough run in. They've got to come to us, you know, in what, three or four games. It was meant to be Easter <coughs> Monday. So yeah. I'm like I'm still my head's still in the old calendar in terms of when games were. I'm just like because then it's Brentford after that, isn't it? So yeah, we just wait and see. I mean, it's just, it's so frustrating yesterday. Yeah. And that, that, that's the thing, Jimmy. If we win yesterday, we're one point off Forest and there's two places up for grabs, isn't there? Yeah. And and we're vying for fifth place then. Yeah, I was and looking you, at it partway through the game. I said that to my dad. I, I know. He, he sent me a message saying, uh, oh, was it you? Was it, was it um, Bristol City getting beat? And you're like, four points clear, you're thinking, and then. Yeah, and you said, I'm, not, I'm so, not getting excited yet or something like that. I said, I'm not looking at it until the 90th minute because I know what we're like. Yeah. And it's happened, but the, the damning thing for me is that I can't stop thinking about this and I wish I had looked but since November 9th for the 20th best team in the league and that's just so concerning. But, but yeah. Yeah, Forest have got Huddersfield next, then, they're, then they've got Bristol City at home, then they've yeah. got Derby away, Fulham yeah. at home, yeah. us, yeah. Swansea, Barnsley, and then Stoke. So you're looking at one, two, three, four, five, five out of top twelve, five tough games there. The the fixture calendar has done absolute 
fits this season. If you look at all the teams around us, we're all playing each other. Yeah. Have you have you seen Derby's running? It's incredible. It's, um, it's incredible who they've got to play. Bristol City have got similar. It's and Swansea have got some tough games. So I'm just looking yeah. at Cardiff's now, and they've actually got yeah, a decent running because they've got Charlton at home after us. Yeah. And then they've got they've got a couple uh, three tough ones against Bristol City, Blackburn, and Fulham. But then yeah. they finish on Derby, Middlesbrough, and Hull. Middlesbrough yeah, and Hull are their last yeah. two games for Cardiff. But if you look so. at if you look at them four in a row, though, Bob. Yeah, it's a, oh, yeah. yeah. You yeah. lose two or three. You lose two, uh, or you draw. You don't. You go winless in that four period. You're of out game. of it. You're, you're out, out of it. Yeah, yeah you're, you're finishing fourteenth. You're finishing <laughs> Alex Neal's favourite position. Derby's is tough. Derby have got yeah. Reading next, and they've got us, Forest, West Brom, Brentford, Cardiff, Leeds, Birmingham. Incredible. It's incredible, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> That's class. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible how it's worked. It's, it's, I was looking at this, and I don't think people realise half, um, half of everyone's remaining games are against each other. We're not, yeah. No one's playing the bottom three, really. And that's why, and Alex Neil knows this, if you watch his interview yesterday after the game, he knows we've got to win that game. Because he knows yeah. now we've got to beat we've got to beat Derby or, or Cardiff, Forest, Bristol, Brentford. We've got to beat two or three of them. We've yeah. got to. Simple as that. A draw, a draw's, draws just a draw doesn't do anything anymore. now. No. If we draw, if we draw on Saturday at, at half twelve, that's it. If two or three teams win, we're down to eight or nine. Yeah. We can't. I, I, like, I, like you said, Jimmy, it's entirely feasible that we'll end up fourteenth again. But it is. It's, think, it's entirely think, feasible. We could end up fifth still. That's 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 yeah. the. Uh, well, I don't think we can finish fifth. I, I think after yesterday, my <laughs> mind's completely changed. On because yesterday was come two points dropped and it was an absolute shit show that second half apart from the goal. But I that's, just, that's just, the margins, and uh, if we win yesterday, yeah. we're one point off Forest, and now everyone thinks we're going to finish tenth or lower. So because it, because. I've not seen anything in yesterday's performance to yeah. say that anything's changed since March. Same. No. And I think, I think I've, a few people have not given me stick, but I've, uh, I said the other day, I think we'll finish 10th. And like you said, we could finish between 5th and probably 13th, 14th. That's just, this season is absolutely incredible how it's worked out. It's going to be the best running for years, I think. Yeah, if you're neutral, the Championship's a great watch this yeah. year. And you wouldn't you wouldn't want to call it, would you? But I think looking at Swansea, for me, the type of players that they've got, and I think the type of way that they play, I think they'll suit playing behind closed doors, and I think they'll be dangerous. It's an interesting one, isn't it, though, that Ollie, with the uh, sort of almost the elimination of the home advantage. Only Rovers and Cardiff won at home this weekend, which is just crazy to yeah. to, to, to see how that's changed the game. So it's going to be some really interesting matchups, like our game against Derby at home. Like it's just it makes it so much harder to predict. With I'm looking at that and I'm thinking that's suiting the way Derby play. Yeah, they're going to exactly. open the pitch up. They're going to take risks. And that, that if you just look at Swansea, this might sound a bit daft. They've got so many academy Premier League players who have come through, play the under 23. They've taken risks every week since they were 15, 16 years old, in front of no fans. Um, and I just think it's if you look at Gallagher, uh, Grimes, Brewster. Um, Selena, who was at City, they've got so many little technical players who just pass you to death and pick you off. Mm. And I think behind closed doors, if they're going, the fans aren't getting on top of them. I think they're just gonna. I think Swansea for me are probably the biggest, the biggest threat. But even Cardiff today, they've gone level on points. Yeah, you've yeah, got, you've got to respect them. So, and then you look at I, Derby. So they've come from nowhere, Derby. 
they were, I think, because my best mate's a Derby fan, and I think in January, I think they were 12 points behind us. And yeah, now, if, if, if they win next weekend, you can, can go level on points, so... They look really good as well. When we when we went to Pride Park Derby, I thought I really rated them after that game. I thought, you know, if yeah. this team can put some get some confidence, put some results together, then they'll be they'll be They're just a basket case of a club, aren't they? That's the That's only the thing. Problem, yeah. I think Derby's problem has been their away form. They've won two games away before yesterday. Jesus. Um, yeah. So he's got his I think Derby are actually third in the home table. And then there was something like seventeenth, eighteenth on your away table because it's I'm not sure that they, they wouldn't have gone to the den yesterday in front of fifteen thousand angry Brexiteer Millwall fans, and they wouldn't have pa- they wouldn't they wouldn't have passed them off the pitch. They wouldn't have passed them off the pitch, yeah. and an eighteen year old is not scoring a hat trick at the den in front of fifteen thousand fans. No. I don't care what I don't care what anyone says. It, it, they're not, and you've got Wayne Rooney organising because they've got an incredible academy, by the way, Derby, and yeah. this is going to suit the teams who have got them type of players, and we. And we'd, we'd start other type of players. Harris Especially, is one of them. Yeah. We don't have them. Especially in the forward positions where you need them the most. Um, with with Nugent, Nugent um, Maguire and, and Stockley, who aren't going to... It's not really going to suit them. You so. need you, you need to be brave. You need to take risks. And we're just not brave. We're just not. So, so would you then look at someone like Ethan Walker, who is brave, two-footed, will, take, will, will run at somebody... Yeah, like he like he has done it. Absolutely. Know, team. So like, why leave him at home? Why, why, why not? Why not? Why not keep? Why not put him as part of you? You twenty two, twenty three men you're taking to Luton. At least take him down. Had, yeah. We had no, we had we had no option like that yesterday. You can't yeah. put. It frustrates me because you can't put Bowden on and expect like a miracle to happen when he's not when he's not kicked a ball since mm. what God three knows. months? January. Yeah. January. January. So what, you're not. Three, three months of the season, not not yeah. three because obviously I'm still thinking it's March. Yeah, but that, that's even worse, Jimmy. If you've got three months doing nothing as well, it's basically six months since he's kicked the ball. Yeah. So why wouldn't you give a, a, yeah, a run to someone yeah. like Ethan? Yeah, but at least put him in your squad because yeah. you know, especially which probably doesn't help with us. Well, in fact, it does help because we had three dribbles in total yesterday. Three dribbles <laughs> yeah. in ninety minutes. What's the oh, worst that can happen? What's yeah. the worst? Yeah. You bring on how old is eighteen? Yeah, just 18, 19, 18. yeah. You bring 18. on an 18-year-old, he's got no fear. He's, he's come off a great season in the youth team. He's going to run at Martin Craney, 33, who's turned slower than Paul Huntington. So. Well, you look at his debut, right, and he, he, got, he tried to get out of that, El Mohamed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he tried to get out of him. So, yeah. I, I'm, I just, I'm, yeah, I'm staggered by it yesterday. It's, two point, it's a massive well, two-point drop. It's a massive got... balls drop. Considering Walker got a decent amount of game time as well in the two friendlies. Well, so I mean, why start him against Burnley and give him seventy-five minutes and then not take him down in the squad and played well apparently as well against Burnley? Why not take him? Mm. Just find it really bizarre. Yeah, and uh, you I know, think at- Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. It comes down to it. it, it it's just the trusting for me. It's. I know, it, I know it's going over all ground, but I think it's as simple as that, unfortunately. Yeah. But there's going to come a time. I don't know when it's going to be. It could be if we lose to Cardiff. It could be three or four games down the line when we need to win games. We mm. could be three, four points off and you need to win a game. And then he might start chucking players into it. But 
That's it. it do, you, do you not think so. we need to win games now, though, while, yeah, we're, but while not, we're still not, in an advantageous position? Well, we do, we do, but when you'd, it gets to the last... You'd rather try and keep hold of it than chase yeah, it. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy uh, Jake, sorry, I agree, but when it gets to the actual mathematics of having to win a game... Yeah, true. ...to stay in the race, that's when they'll start chucking stuff chucking stuff on home for the best, so... It's, it's cautious. No, it's cautious, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's caution. It's, it's, it's safety first, unfortunately. And it's what you know, and it's who you trust, and it's trusting them players to get you the results that they're just not getting. Well, they've not got his results since November, so you know it needs to do something, doesn't it? It brings oh, in yeah. one signing in January in Scott Sinclair when we're crying out for a striker. Yeah. We've been crying out for a striker since since Jordan Hugo left, yeah, because yeah. the tree the tree is a tree, and we've not had another <laughs> option apart from that. If you're listening, Jordan, I absolutely love you. Um, so please come home. But, yeah. I think this will be the third time we've had this, but I'm fairly certain. No, it's more than that. It's third time this this calendar year. I think we had it at least three <laughs> or four times last year as well. The, I just hate. Yeah. I just hate. I just hate the fact that um, he wasn't loved until he was gone, um, and it, it breaks my heart. But we tried for Brewster. We we, we were far down with Brewster. I heard Jimmy in in Jack. Mm, yeah, uh, he scored that. six. He scored six in twelve for Swansea, hadn't he? He yeah. scored against us, didn't he? Did though? Yeah, he scored against us. Gave the town and a bit of stick. I love that. You'd love someone like that in your squad. You would. Yeah, you just want someone horrible. Like, someone horrible. Exactly. Like, like Garner used to do when he just riled the opposition, and I used to love watching him. Do, like, and we're celebrating in front of the the opposition fans. Yeah. Giving their yeah. defense, giving their backline a lot of stick. It's what you it's want. Arrogance. To see as a fan. It's arrogance. It's arrogance. You need a bit of arrogance in your squad. I don't care what anyone says. Do we? You do, do we really have any ar- arrogance though at the minute? No, not really. It comes down to confidence, though, doesn't it? Yeah. If you're not confident, Rian Bruce is a fantastic talent, and he's got. He's probably the most ignorant, arrogant, whatever you want to call him, confident nineteen-year-old I've seen at this in level. the championship. Yeah. Yeah, and. Uh, but he, he, he knows what he's doing and he's a fantastic player. Conor Gallagher as well, we were interested another in him. One. Yeah. And he's he's another one who's come through the system. He's got the assist. I think he's played the ball through to Ayu, who's got the assist at Deepdale. Fred a little ball ball through. And you just need these players who just gonna Five give the extra bit. Swansea in twelve games, something like that. Eleven eleven games. We're just we're tired and not physically, but mentally, I think we're just. I'm just not confident about about the last eight games. But if we were a colour, we'd be beige, wouldn't we? We're just a bit. <laughs> we're just a bit simple and a bit boring. We well, are though. Because yeah, like well, not not as bad as your hair, mate. Beige, beige would be doing your hair a favour. Um, <laughs> but no, we are beige, though, aren't we? We're just like we're yeah. just a little bit boring. We're, we're we're all right on the eye at times, but yeah. let's be honest, we're not we're not setting the world alight. We're yeah, not we're not. You, you might cover your house in beige once at once, but then you'll like you'll have a, a wall or something that's got a nice pretty pattern on it or something. But we haven't got a pretty pattern, have we? We're so. the equivalent of the Ford Fiesta. We're like we're, we're reliable and we'll we'll grind out results, but then we're not we're just not flashy. We'll never and you we'll can't never... and you can't sell it on. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure where this is going. I don't want to agree with you, Jimmy, because I love these players to bits. I love I love these players and and I really like Alex Neal, but I just think I agree. I just I I just think it's just gonna it's gonna peter out. I think. Momentum, yeah. in it. Yeah. I talked about momentum last week. 
Like yeah. I thought, like that break would do us a world of good, and like we'd come back all refreshed and mm-hmm. with like a clean slate. Yeah, but fucking uh, hell, it was exactly it's the just, same. It's as just the same, isn't it? Yeah, I know it's funny because yeah. we, I know it was. It's always been categorised as sort of a, a nine-game season and a, and a nine-game sort of mini campaign, but it's just the same trends and the same patterns are just re-emerging. Yeah, nothing's changed whatsoever. Uh, I know, I know, it? I know, I know, but I'm I'm, I'm wary that it's 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 been ninety minutes, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying not to be negative. I know it sounds negative. Oh yeah, I mean it's difficult though because it's it's the trends, isn't it? If it was like something like unusual, but it's not unusual. It's the same sort of stuff over those ninety minutes. If it was like different things going wrong, and and if it was just a case of rustiness, yeah, it didn't look like that. It looked more like it looked like a mental thing. It looked like a mental thing. But how do we solve that? What's the solution? Freshness. You need to freshen it up, and we've just not freshened it up. Take take some risks. I just don't think he's going to do that. I, I literally. Oh, I mean, I mean, fresh, fresh is in January. Um, <clears throat> we started Scott Sinclair, which is it's a good signing. It's a good signing um, yeah. on paper. With one or two with one or two more. Exactly, and I've seen someone said it's about Nugent. I said they've said if we sign Nugent and another striker in summer, it's a good signing. But I can't get behind that because that's saying if you sign Nugent and then you sign a striker who's capable, it's a good signing. How about you just don't sign Nugent and you sign a striker who's going to do a job? Let's not sign a mascot to set at fire with Trevor Hemmings, get the fans talking and all that bollocks. Because oh, All that was done was to, to detract from the sale of Callum Robinson. I don't know why it was done, uh, Jake, but he was my hero of Nugent and I knew this was going to happen. Tainted him. I don't think it's tainted. No, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not because people know he's it, finished. Yeah, people know mm. that. It's not. It's, we expected this. It, it's wrong to expect anything else. So it's it's not the most predictable him, thing. Yeah, it is we, so predictable. If you just looked at him at Derby, his goal record at Derby last season. I mean, apparently two goals, he, two goals, but both in yeah. September. And he work. He does work really hard in training. He, he he's not. It's not like he's not putting the effort in. But it's just he's Bob, not got those legs. If I was playing for Preston often, I'd try my fucking hardest. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I need more than that from from number nine. Chris Beardsley tried hard. You know what I mean? And, and Anthony, Anthony Eldin. And Anthony Eldin. They tried hard. Yeah. And, Jimmy, and, you look. Uh, you look absolutely fed up, mate. I am. I'm just pissed off because it was because it, it was a massive opportunity for us yesterday. Yeah, opportunity, and it's a massive missed, opportunity this season, and I just think we fucked it. Do you think? Do you think this will be the last opportunity we'll have for a long time? Yeah. You t- you, you, it's hard to it's hard to know what's going to happen next season. Well, obviously with everything that's gone on uh, in the last yeah. few months, how is that going to affect next season? That is hard mm-hmm. to tell, but. I have no idea if it's going to benefit us or hinder us. I just don't That's know. It. It's, it's 13 really... out of contract players. That's all I'm going to mm. say on that. Yeah. 30, 13 out of contract players. And I can 20, guarantee... For next summer, yeah. 2021. Yeah. It, goes, it goes back to the thing I wrote at the start of the season. Anyone who's Ch- not ready... Chance it, of a lifetime. It is. Yeah. It was. I mean, that's what, it, that's it, why I'm, that's I'm, why I'm frustrated. Being, I'm not being funny, but it was absolutely bang on that. It was absolutely down to a T. And in... Some of these players have got eight games left in a Preston shirt. Some of our best players, potentially. Mm-hmm. Eight games left. Eight games. Imagine us without Ben Pearson. It doesn't matter who we sign. And we've already proved that we can't... We've sold Greg. We've not replaced him. We didn't replace Robinson. We've not replaced Hugo. Do you think that I'm never going to replace Ben Pearson. We're not going to. 
Do you think that's it for Pearson then after these eight? Do you think he'll go this summer? I think he's a. I think he's far too good for the champ. I, he is, yeah. I think he's 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 Premier League, Bob. I think yeah. it's as simple as that. Um, and I think he'd look even better in a Premier League team. I mean, yeah. I saw your yeah, your tweet the other day about McTominay, um, and uh, was it McTominay and the, the comparison yeah. with Pearson, and and it just goes to show, doesn't it, if Pearson that could have been him if he'd have stayed and if he's playing alongside players, Bob, who understand the game of football to a higher level because mm. Pearson's understand it, it's top class yeah it, you compare him to someone like you compare him to someone like Harry Winks don't you really yeah like, he's, he's, on, just, he's reading of, yeah. he's reading of the game it, it's class what Jermaine Bedford said about him you know he will play for top six side in England there's no, there's no question you know no, no one questioned him on it because it's true the yeah. guy oozes class, and yeah. I fear. I fear for us. You know, if we lose the, the mm. core of this team, because you look at who's out of contract next season. You know, we'll go through our usual eleven: Darnell Fisher, Ben Davis, Andrew Hughes. I know he's obviously a left back. Uh, we're not sure one yet, yeah. but he's still out of contract. Ben Pearson, Alan Brown, <laughs> Daniel Johnson. You've just Sean made Sean McGuire. Sean McGuire. Sean McGuire. David David Nugent. If you want Josh to pass Harris. him. Josh Harrop, Billy Bowden, no, no, Billy Bowden. No, Bowden's yeah. out of contract. He was, he was due to be well. out of contract this year. Yeah, signed the year, yeah, didn't he? Extended, yeah. Yeah. That, that so, li- yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's grim, grim. That's grim made my, that's, that, when you were reading that, Jimmy, it actually made my stomach drop because I, I, well, I, forgot, I forgot about some of those names, but... But I've been I've been harping on about this for ages. I'm like, you've <clears> got to sort it out now because otherwise <clears> it's going to bite us right in the arse. Yeah, and yeah. It, you know, all credit to Ollie Dawes at the Old Digest because he's got the list of all these players and he's the one that sort of keeps on track on, you know, keeps on tab. Um, but yeah, mate, it's frightening. It's like yeah, it and that's why I've got one percent bachelor left. So I'll just read these out to you quickly. So Daniel Fisher, Joe, um, Daniel Fisher, Paul Huntington, Ben Davis, Andrew Hughes, Josh Earl, Ben Pearson, Alan Brown, Daniel Johnson, Ryan Ledson, Josh Harrop, Graham Burke. Adam O'Reilly, Billy Bowden, Josh Ginelli, Sean Maguire, Louis Moll, and David Nugent. <laughs> 80% of our squad then. Yeah, and that's Friday. out of contract next summer. Yeah, five or six might renew, but eight probably won't. So yeah. that it's going to be a massive summer regardless with what league we're in. We're probably going to be in the championship if we're being realistic. But I am very concerned about that list of players being out of contract yeah. because and, and the manager as well because the manager's got what left of his contract after eight, here eight. it'd be is it 12 months this said a three and a half or two and a half year extension I think it's a three year yeah yeah three year contract from was it like halfway through last season it was yeah, after West won't. Brom after the yeah, West which Brom is, which was April last year weren't it he signed, signed, he committed his future until at least the summer of 2022. So the summer after next. Right, so he's got another year on top of that. The thing so, is... So is this... he going to want to? If he's in the last year of his contract, is he going to want to completely rebuild our squad? Exactly, that's what I'm going to say. So the length of his contract, it doesn't really matter if four, five, six, seven of your 18 is going. He's already been approached by two or three clubs. Yeah. Let's get it straight. Is is a very good for whatever we've said on the podcast tonight. Is a very good, very good coach. I think, and he's got promotion to his name already. I think he's thirty nine years old. Improves players. Let's make no mistake. If probably six, six to eight 
championship clubs. If if their manager goes, they might be interested in Alex Neil. So yeah, let's get that straight. And and yeah, <clears throat> this it just goes back to we've known this all along, though. We've known that this has been the season since the start of the season. So that's just why we're probably all so frustrated tonight because. I think it was just a bit of a sugar hit at the he, beginning. Yeah. Like, the first, I mean, it's a long sugar hit. It was the first, the first half of the season was was excellent, and we obviously expectations have risen. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know what we were expecting because obviously we know the squad depth. We know these. We've known these issues all along. It's just sort of become hit us in this the is, face. This is this is the thing. Like I know this sounds probably too reactive, but there was um, about eight hundred minutes of football left yesterday. Um, the last time, well, 800 minutes left for a lot of these players, potentially, we don't go up. So every single game's absolutely massive. Mm. And when you go, this is, that is, don't make no mistake, yesterday is the easiest game on our, on our calendar. Running. Yeah. By far. They, they, they're a League One side and I've seen better League One sides this season. Let's make no mistake about that. So you can't drop two points there and not be Absolutely devastated. I just, hey, they're 24th out of 24th and they've got a point from their only shot on target. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's... Yeah. You want to be a Premier League team? That doesn't happen. Not being I, funny. Not, no, not, exactly. Not, exactly. No, other team in, no, no other team in top six would have done that yesterday. No other team in the top six would have chucked two points away. Yeah, I, I tend to oh, agree. Top yeah. half even. No, I just think it's shite. Sorry. I don't. I don't even think it's. I don't think it's just being reactive. I think it's just. I think it's just right. a little bit realistic, isn't it? For me, for me, Bob, That's I try weird. not to. I, yeah, I try not to get like this because I think I am being a bit reactive. Because it's only ninety minutes, but every ninety minutes is. It's just absolutely We've only massive. Got, yeah, no. We've only every got half ninety minutes left. I, I was getting worried at half time yesterday because we never really looked like scoring first half. We, we had a but. I was thinking to myself, we need to get a goal here because we need to win this game. Yeah. And yeah. and like Alan Brown said, it feels like a defeat, doesn't it? it, it, yeah. it and that's that's a dangerous thing for a player to say. Um, yeah. And when Alan Brown, yeah, I think that's quite reflective of the mood on that in the hole. Yeah, Brownie's me. Brownie's come out a few times um, <clears throat> and He's said we don't deserve frank. don't yeah. deserve to be top six, and we can't keep on. And it's a. And Alan Brown was fantastic yesterday, I thought. And he's been good second half of the season for me. But when he's saying stuff like that and... Does it fill you with confidence as a fan, does it? The, no. The, the no. stuff that you've seen in the, the build-up to the restart about I mean, we're in a good players, place, it's the time to go for it. And then he's coming out with that and you think... Yeah. Are um, they, do they actually believe it themselves? Or are they just yeah, saying what they think the fans want to hear? Yeah, that's what I mean. And mm. if, if the players are saying that... It, What's the mentality like going into games that we need to win? Yeah. Um, and make no mistake, out of the eight, probably need to win four or five at least. At least. I said eighteen. Yeah. I said eighteen points out 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 the nine games. Yeah. Does that put you on seventy four? I yeah. think seventy four is probably just about par. You, you yeah, know, we 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 we, we got seventy four two think, two seasons ago when we finished seventh. Yeah, That's personally, I mean. personally, I think it might be a little bit lower just because everyone's playing each other. Yeah, and they'll yeah. take points um, off each other. That's, yeah, that's but, why I went out at 74. I thought that because, yeah. you know, you look at everyone's running. You know, if, if one of them goes and, and wins seven out of the nine, then you, you deserve to be in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. You, there's, no, there's no question about that. You know, yeah. so if a team especially, wins seven out of the nine games. 
especially considering who they're going to be playing against as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah. I would never have a complaint. If we if we only pick up 13, 14 points and we finish seventh by a point and the person who finishes sixth, the club even that finishes sixth, is at 21 points out of, out of possible 27, then absolutely every credit to you. Good luck in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But you, um, we just got to... We've got to pick it up. That's that's the be all and end all. Yeah, so, yeah. we need to Simple we need to be out of the traps because let's make no mistake. I don't know. If we're going to look to the Cardiff game, but it's going to be a very physical game. Well, they've done a job on Leeds today, and they look <coughs> very very organised, and they got some quality as well. Um, yeah, we'll we'll come on to that. I, I don't think there's much point putting a break in an hour and a half into Fuck, recording. It's, it's just it's just been. Much needed we've, to get it off our chest. Yeah, we've covered pretty much pretty much everything I think we had in the notes. So just just to sort of wrap up that last bit of the discussion, um, you said if I brought it up, Ollie, you were going to sh- <coughs> shout at me. But I've, a lot of people have said it on social media. Give um, it a rest now. About. <laughs> uh, I can't believe what I'm going to hear. I'm, yeah, I'm fuming now. <laughs> So a lot of people have basically on social media have asked or have said or tweeted Alex Neely and or out. What? Yeah. No, just get a no, grip. No, get, listen, stop no. listening. Stop listening and fuck off. Like, be careful what you wish for. You've all said Jordan Hugel, you'll drive him to Ipswich or whatever. You've said Carl Robertson can go. Just get Daniel a grip. Johnson. Daniel what? Johnson to I drive him to Wigan myself. Let's be honest. If Alex Neal goes... Come on, let's be well, honest. Like you said before, we're up Shit's Creek without a paddle. And, and surrounded by piranhas. Yeah. Let's, let's, co- let's make... You know, uh, that, come on. Of course, nah, of course co- a manager... Mate. Like, he's got to, Of course, there's accountability. You can criticise a manager because he got a few things wrong. Absolutely. Yeah, you, yeah. you can criticise a manager, but it but doesn't mean that he needs to go. I know. Knee-jerking. He's 39. He's 39. Yeah. <laughs> he's 39. The sixth lowest budget in the fucking league. Like, what do we expect? Not expecting like just to finish with hundred points, are we? Yeah, like, give the guy a great. Yeah, he's got. Too. Yeah, but he's he's gonna have he's gonna have flaws. He's gonna have like little bits of like things that need improving in his game. He's thirty nine. He's married managed for like six years. Yeah, fucking hell. You know, like if you think he should go, give you out a bit of a wobble. I was speaking to one one of my best uh, PNE mates before and. Um, we're saying, considering we've sold Jordan Hugel two and a half years ago, the strikers we've got now would not have started for us in League One. It's an absolute miracle that we're six in the Championship. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we have criticised Alex Neal tonight <clears> because <throat> you can't blame it all on the owner and you can't blame it all on Alex Neal. It's shared and you can't blame it all on the players. It's, yeah, it's shared, shared responsibility. responsibility. But this is the thing. Hemming's out is a load of rubbish. Neil out is a load of rubbish. And saying you want certain players shot and whatever you want to say is just look. You need Grow to just, just 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 be more it's realistic. But it's yeah. it, it's frustrating. I get why fans can be frustrated, Alex Neil. But let's be careful what you wish for. Yeah, you know, we, we got. We, you know, we lost Billy Davis. We got Paul Simpson in, who, who turned out to be a, a League Two manager. Let's be honest. You know, yeah, he took us to top of the league when we, when we played Coventry, but then we finished nowhere near. You know, then we got Alan Irvin in, who, yeah, got us to the playoffs, but football wasn't great. So we played very similar to Simon Grayson <coughs> uh, in terms of that. 
Um, then we've got Darren Ferguson who went all out attack. Yeah, but really, goals for fun and ended up getting relegated. Yeah, it was under Phil Brown we got relegated, but Ferguson did the damage. And then obviously, we don't need to talk about Mr. Medal winner because of the damage he caused anyway in terms of the fan base. Yeah, he did the job that he had to do, but he disengaged the fan base, and that has yeah. probably taken us the best part of 10 years to get back. And there's yeah. still a lot of fans that still haven't returned now, I think. This is the thing, exactly. Yeah. So Let's it's be careful honest. what you wish for yeah. because if like Neil goes uh, and three or four of our players who let's be honest carry us. There's three or four yeah. players in our squad who carry us. Let's let's make that clear. Um, and if, if he went go, to a Premier League club and then took those with him, then you know it's disastrous. And the thing is, I don't I don't get it when people ask for like say they want Alex Neil out. Well. Who are they replacing him with? Because they never mm. offer a suggestion. It's always yeah. Alex Neil out. But then I've seen, some, I've seen someone today say Alex Neil out and Joey Barton in. And come on, what? The guy, the guy has got an impending court case. I don't <laughs> think he's going to be the type of person that Trevor Emmons is going to be, be looking at. Yeah, I, I don't. Like, I like Joey Barton. I think he's, I think he's a character, but I don't, I don't want him managing my football club. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I think people just want something a bit different sometimes and that's understandable, but... I think it's, I think it's as much Alex on the manager, Neil, it's as much on the manager Neil, yeah. to provide that difference yeah. as, as opposed to changing the manager. Yeah. It's the same stuff with yeah. the owner, though, as well, with Trevor. It's the people uh, want him out, but then there's no, who, who would we get in instead? Who's got the money to be able to pay off his £55 million that he's put into the club? Yeah, and who's going to be willing to put the best part of seven, eight million pound a year into the club as well? Yeah, exactly. Just to in run the con- it, never, in never, the never, Yeah, never mind buying players and and bringing new players in and increasing the wage bill. That's just as it stands. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've criticised Trevor Mins a lot in the past, but my God, I think I think, I think we all have. I think we're all guilty of it. Yeah, yeah, but um, I, I've I've probably been worse than cut than a lot of people on it, but. I just, you know, be careful what you wish for. Like we said, look at, you know, look at the shit show that happened at Berry. Look at Charlton's ownership scandal that's going on at Minute, Minute Macclesfield. Bolton. Look at Ipswich. I think if Ipswich. you just look at Ipswich, they've said their fans were saying uh, Mick McCarthy out for the best part of probably two, three seasons. Yeah, they've sacked him. They've gone look down, now. and now they're pleading for League One to do a twenty-game playoff, twenty-team playoff thing. They're in dire straits. So, yeah. Well, it's Marcus Evans there, isn't it? And like yeah. their their owner very similar to Trevor has yeah. put has pumped hundreds of thousands, millions of pounds into the club. You know, they've had good times as well. They've had a you know, UEFA Cup run when they're in the Premier League. They've had all sorts, haven't they, at Ipswich. They've not it's not like you've been short changed if you're an Ipswich fan. You yeah. Know? But then calling for Mick McCarthy's head for god knows how many years. Yeah. It's like, well, he wasn't gonna renew his contract, he was gutted when he left. But by shock horror, you get relegated less than twelve months later. Yeah, no, no, there's no no shock in that, is there? Uh, yeah, Cardiff on on Saturday half twelve. It's it's about as big as games come in in our season. I think it's as simple as that. I think I think I'm sure I mentioned it through the last hour and a bit that we've been talking, but we lose that, we fall out of the top six and, and I, I'd say we're as good as when knackered for the for the playoffs then because chasing a top six spot is, I think, a lot harder than trying to keep hold of one. If you're in that position... Yeah. Yeah. You could say yeah. it's... People you could look at it both ways there. People, yeah. yeah. People are saying it's must win. For me, it's must not lose because 
you'll, you lose, you're, you're probably out of the picture and it, you know, you're probably going to slip to ninth or 10th quite easily. If you mm. draw, yeah, it's probably not the ideal result, but it still keeps you up there. And yeah, mm-hmm. you've not, you've not managed to shake Cardiff off, but at least they've not gone ahead of you because, yeah. you know, it's, it's a complete different psychology. You know, we've spent 26 weeks now in top six a season. You fall out that top six after mm. so, so, so long. I think it, it just completely shifts your mindset yeah, in terms of where um, you're at. Well, this this weekend it's Brentford West Brom. Um, obviously, we're Is playing it? Cardiff. Yeah. There's there's only then, I mean, no one no one else in and around us is really playing one another. So. That's what I mean. It's like you look at the likes of Swansea and Rovers, and the, I, don't know, I I never saw Rovers beating Bristol City yesterday. I didn't see. Although that Rovers have got a derby game at Wigan, so. We're gonna have been very good, yeah. very good. Um, since since we played them, to be honest, so that. That's well, we've got that, uh, Barnsley away. Derby have got Reading. Yeah. Swansea, Swansea are playing Luton. You'd imagine they'd wipe the floor with them. Yeah, yeah. Swansea for That'd me a, are the ones. Yeah. That'd be a good, interesting viewing in terms of what happens with Swansea <laughs> Luton because of a similar size. Is it is it is it at the Liberty Stadium, Jake? Yeah, it's I can only see. I could be well wrong here, but if you look at how narrow Luton play, how big they're going to make the Liberty Stadium pitch, I can only say an absolute pace. But going back to Cardiff, I watched them today doing my research for this podcast. Um, did a job on Leeds, to be honest. They've, they're very experienced, Cardiff. They know what they're doing. Um, Alex Smith's in there. Nelson and Morrison centre-backs, very solid. Bakuna, Vaux and Joe Rose in midfield, very solid again. And then they got Hoyle and Adoma and a Patterson side up front today, but they got Glatzel as well. So yeah, very, and Neil Harris has, has gotten very organised. So he's done done really well since he's gone yeah. on, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're just so I just I don't know. I struggle to see us breaking them down, to be honest. Mm. Uh, well, we couldn't been, we couldn't when we played them at their place. Exactly. So is it? I feel like it's just going to be a repeat. If not, we'll we'll be on the end of a, a one nil loss or a nil nil. Yeah, I, this I can see it being fairly low scoring, but. Um, yeah, I think this might be this might be the first game where sort of not 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 poker, but it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how both teams approach it because both teams need to probably as Jimmy said not lose the game really. Um, yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how how both teams approach it. Obviously, home advantage probably not going to be as well. It's definitely not going to be as important, but. I don't know. It's Do you reckon the, first, we'll, the first goal there is absolutely massive. Yeah. Do you reckon we'll try um, and we'll try and start fast? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how he's going to approach it. I don't know. We've never really had a game like this under Alex Neil. As probably as I remember, maybe it was Sheffield United away the season we finished one point behind Derby, and that was pretty much a must-win game. I remember, um, and I think we Alan Brown scored quite a late goal. That was the only game where. Just sort of half an hour left, and you need to win the game. So I don't know how he's going to approach it. Obviously, he's probably. I mean, we're going to have. We've had a full week to prepare, so he doesn't need to make changes. Yeah. Um, so I did a bit of research on Cardiff. I mean, the away form since uh, New Year's Day, they got beat six-one away at QPR on New Year's Day, and that's one of only two defeats since away from home since then. We've yeah. won three, drawn two, and lost two, including that game. Um, since the year away from home got a lot of draws got 15 draws this year 
one of the highest in the league. Um, but like you said before, mate, tall, aggressive, strong, typical Neil Harris team. Mm. Experience. You know, yeah, and they, they are direct. It, it, I, I know it's on Sky, but I can't see it being a pretty game. Mm. I, I've, I've scribbled in big letters, nil-nil. I don't put it to nil-nil. You know, I don't like predicting, but I just don't see many chances for either side. And you know, if if it ends if it ends for a piece or something like that, no, then you know I won't come on next week. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I just can't see it happening. I just like I just think two teams yeah. will cancel each other out, and that's why I, I say it's it's a must not lose because mm-hmm. I, I think both teams will be going in with the same attitude that neither team will want to get beat, and mm. it, they'll probably end up cancelling each other out to a certain yeah. degree. Yeah, I mean, if we look at as if we, well, if we draw next week, sorry, Bobby, if we draw next week at twelve thirty, we know we're going to be out of the playoffs by five, don't we? Hey, it, we thought that we thought that when we played QPR. I know, you know it only needs one team being beneath us to win now, doesn't it? Oh, I know, I know, it does. It's, but it's so stranger things know. have happened. Yeah, stranger yeah. things have happened, aren't they? <sighs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just looking back to, to when we played Millwall at the beginning of the season, obviously Neil Harris, and the way that game panned out, obviously losing uh, 1-0. And it was, again, a very direct, very physical side. It's in the way think, Neil uh, Harris sets up his teams. I, I can see us yeah. struggling in a similar way. I, know it's I think a Brownie, team, but... Brownie played right back. Brownie mm-hmm. started at right yeah. back, I think. Tom, Tom Clark, that he got tied in the knots for the goal. Oh, did he? If I, yeah. But, yeah, when we but, played Millwall opening day. Tom was... Clark at right back. Oh, I thought, Honestly, it was, right. uh, thought it was Brownie, sorry. Brownie. Still not yeah, Alan Brown had a, a half chance that flashed wide. Oh, it was, uh, no, was headed off, head head off the line. Headed off the line, yeah. Did Brownie not lose their, their player for the goal? Mm, it was that header that went through Rudd. Yeah. He, like, let his wrist in. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Tom Clark yeah. is tending to start against, against Cardiff. Um, and Never going fit, though, is he? Yeah, you'd expect, as you said before, Brownie to start again, probably. Yeah, I don't think he's got any other option unless he unless Donald gets some like get some uh, training under his belt this week. Which stranger things happen, aren't they? Again, like you know, it probably wouldn't surprise me if he did. Yeah, like I suppose as well. It depends. It depends on the importance the manager puts on this next game. If he thinks this next game's must win, and he he thinks it's worth risking Darnell. I think if you if you saw if you saw Alex Neil's post match yesterday, I think he knows. I think he knows the score now, doesn't he? He looked a bit pissed off, didn't he? Yeah, he he knows he knows, and I think we probably all know Ram Ram on Twitter the uh, market insights. He um, gave a little stat out the other day. Neil Harris's Cardiff, when they've scored, they've got the best best win percentage in the league when they've scored first. So tough game. You you. Yeah. I think the the first goal. I know it's a bit of a cliche now, but it's absolutely massive. Um, yeah. So I'm going to do it. You, Ollie. What's your What's your prediction? I'm going to go one nil Cardiff. Bob. I think I'm going to go same as Jimmy and go nil nil. Are you sticking with nil nil, Jim? Yeah, absolutely. I can't say that. It's if you if you put a coupon on, it's um it's definitely under two point five. I'll yeah. give you that. There's my yeah. there's my tip for the weekend. Yeah. I'll I'll ten. say one one. Yeah. Ten goals in ten home games since since Huddersfield uh, came, so yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Um, right. I think unless 
you boys have got anything else you want to say, then we can call that a podcast. No, let's roll on next week. I'm going to yeah. get divorced if I don't get, don't get back <laughs> in the house. Yeah, good, good to have it back is all I'll say. Good to have it back. Yeah, definitely. yeah. It's just a shame we not bloody won. It'd be, yeah. it'd be it'd be great. It'd be great to have it back if we'd actually got a result. But yeah, it's good to have something to talk about again, isn't it? Instead of yeah. just talking about Gets, gets the emotions. And, gets the emotions. I've heard you boys talking like that for a long time. Well, uh, yeah. it just means it means so much. These last eight games, absolutely massive. Um, yeah. No point saying it again. Absolutely <clears throat> no. crucial to to the future of our of our club. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Right. Thank you very much, lads. No worries. Thanks, lads. See you next week. Right. The juice here. You are listening to our latest single at times, and of course, it's from the Finney. Says I'm okay, so I'm fine with that. I guess I'll be alright. The crutches gone, the feelings coming back to me. Even when it all seemed black. Yeah, you know it's alright at times. Just don't leave me here all alone We're crossing bridges we haven't discovered yet Let's take things nice and slow well, My brain is moving faster than the speed of light Let's see how far this goes Yeah, you know it's alright at times You know it's alright at times You know it's alright at times Just don't leave me here all alone When the walls are closing Don't